As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Supernaturally Paid podcast where all faith-based entrepreneurs come to get everything that they need about how to thrive in business, how to not worry about money, and how to trust God more than they trust their bank account. I am your host, Raven Hoquette. Let's get into the episode. Hey, you guys, it's Raven Hoquette, and I am back here with another powerful episode of the Supernaturally Paid podcast. Y'all know we love to talk about money and finances and things like that over here. So let's get into the habits, right? Because this is the thing. It's so fun to learn about how to make more money. But what I don't want to do, what I'm not interested in doing is teaching you guys how to make more money without giving you the habits that you need to actually sustain and grow your money. We don't want to teach you how to make more money and then you get out here and you're irresponsible with the money that you're making. So this episode is called How to Build Better Money Habits. Baby, get the notepads out. Get the, I don't know if some of y'all maybe like record over the podcast, whatever y'all do to really take notes and just take heed to everything that's going to be taught in this episode because I'm going to share with you guys some tips on how to build better money habits. So tip number one, you always need to make sure that you know what's going on with your finances. I cannot tell y'all enough how powerful it is. You know how people say like their strength in numbers, right? Their strength in knowing your numbers when you're an entrepreneur. You need to absolutely make sure that you know your numbers. It should not just be How much did I make last month? How much came in last month? How much did we gross? How much did we net? How much were our expenses? Did we have any losses? Like these are all things that you want to make sure that you know. Even if you have an accountant, you still want to make sure that you are having meetings with them. I would recommend weekly meetings with them to ask them what is going on. I don't like to just kind of be that person that's handing everything over to my accountant. And it's like, Well, I see you text time, see you quarterly. I like to know 
everything that's going on so that I can make sure that I'm doing my due diligence to grow the business properly, right? So that's the first tip is you want to know your numbers. You want to make sure that you know everything that's going on in your finances. Now, tip number two, I know that y'all are like raving. You're always telling me I need to know this. I need to know that. But this is not my area of expertise. You might be super creative and you're like, baby, I don't want nothing to do with no numbers. So you're going to like tip number two. Tip number two is get the experts in place. And the experts may not be just one person. I have different people. I can't say I because, you know, since I'm married, I feel like the finances is like a we thing. And we use all the same people, of course. But we have different people for different things when it comes to our finances. We have people that we consult about our investments, the stocks and all the investments for the kids and things like that. And then we have the accountant. You know, we have different people that are in our space that are where they need to be financially, that are doing their best with what they are trained in, with the gifts that God has given them to help us basically grow financially. So you want to put the people in place. You don't want to be that person that is trying to run your business, but you're also trying to do your own accounting. You're trying to be your own financial planner. You're trying to be your own bookkeeper. You're trying to be your own like person behind the scenes, setting up the invoices and all of that other stuff and sending out the late notices and the late fees. If you got clients that are late with their invoices, you want to have all the people in place that you need to handle those different areas of your business financially. So we more so have like auto like type of business. So we don't have like a whole like invoice, you know, type of thing and all of that kind of stuff. But we do have bookkeeping. We do have financial planning. We do have accounting and we do have specifically somebody for investments as far as like stocks and crypto and stuff like that, that really guides us and gives us insight. So Those are the four areas that we have in our finances that we have the experts in place that can basically come in and say, hey, this is what y'all need to be doing and be keeping us on track and things like that. So my next tip, tip number three to get better money habits, you need to go on a financial diet. So I know that the word dieting can be typically frowned upon, but one of the things that I like to do is I like to think about my money like a diet. Because think about your diet when it comes to your food. Everybody is different when it comes to how your body reacts to different types of foods, right? Like you have some people that can eat all the fried food in the world and it is never going to look like it. It's going to look like they are out here vegan. You know, it's not going to impact their skin. It's not going to impact, you know, their appearance. It might be impacting them on the inside. Don't get me wrong but it's not going to give them like this crazy like gut, right? So for me, especially, you know, when you're a woman, you know, in your thirties and you didn't have a child, you got to be figuring out, you know, what's those foods that's really going to put it on me. Y'all, for me, it's bread. When I eat bread, baby, these hips is going to spread east to west when I eat bread. So I already know if it's cornbread on the table, if it's biscuits, I'm going to have me some, but I'm going to have me like one. I can't be having two. I can't be eating it every day. And so the same way that you know what are those foods that you don't want to consume much of, what are those foods that you don't want to so much let into your diet because they impact how you feel, you want to do the same exact thing when it comes to your finances. So you want to know where your weaknesses are in your finances. I know for me, I'm an investor now. 
but I'm an investor that was formerly a spender. I'm an investor that was formerly a Neiman Marcus ally, a Saks Fifth Avenue, you know, ally. So I know that shopping for me is something that kind of has been one of my weaknesses in the past. And so what I do when we set our budget, we have an allocated budget specifically for shopping. Because one thing about me is I am going to shop. So instead of not being honest about what you like to do and feeling like, oh, well, let me just put myself on this super disciplined. I'm never going to shop. That's not true. That's not true. So we allocate an amount of money every single month that I have to spend on whatever it is that I want to spend it on. We literally call it the treat yourself budget. And I have one. My husband has one. And also my son has one. If we're in Target and he's like, mommy, toy, daddy, toy. Oh, how much is that? $10? You can afford that. Like, We allocate for those things because we already know the type of people that we are. Now, my husband is like a little bit better at saying no. Mommy is going to pull out the card. Mommy is going to, you want this, son? You want that? Like, mommy is going to swipe every single time. So I already know that about myself. And because I know that about myself, that's something that we already have allocated in the budget to make sure that it's not something that is basically coming as a surprise. This episode is brought to you by the God Pays Me Masterclass. Y'all, this masterclass is everything that faith-based entrepreneurs need that have been struggling with worrying about money and overcoming the spirit of poverty. All you have to do is go to the show notes and hit that link and download it and it will be sent to you instantly. So tip number four, make your money go to work for you. Again, tip number four, make your money go to work for you. A lot of you guys are literally out here and you have one stream of income and you got to show up for that stream of income. You got to get on calls with people. You got to go live. You got to do all these different things. You want to have multiple streams of income, number one, but multiple streams of income, let's be clear. There is this misconception and people think that multiple streams of income means that you got to be selling cars, you got to be doing nails, you got to be doing brows, you got to be doing coaching. We think that that means that we got to have 50 different businesses that all require us to be super present in the business. And that's not true. You need to be investing. When you're investing, that is when you make your money really, really, really work for you. Now, let me tell y'all something. You don't need to be super savvy to be an investor. You don't need to go to Harvard. You don't need to take 50 million courses to learn how to invest. You don't need to do all these things to learn how to make an investment, to learn how to buy a stock and get your money to work for you. But investing is something that you need to be doing. I don't care if you just learn one stock and that's the one stock that you study and that's the one that you buy more shares of and that's how your money grows. Whatever it is, you need to make sure that you have some investments so that your money is able to work for you. Tip number five, get your hands on everything that you can about finances. We cannot afford to skip over finances. I know that it's not fun. 
I know that all we want to talk about is how to make money. I know we don't want to learn stocks because we see the charts and it gets intimidating and we don't want to learn about crypto because we don't want to really admit that it's like a real thing. And, you know, we don't want to look into NFTs and, you know, things like that. But you don't want to be those people that's out here that's getting left behind because I don't know about y'all, but I wish I would have knew about crypto years ago. Imagine knowing about Bitcoin years ago. You can think that Bitcoin is a joke if you want, but as we do this podcast, it's trading right now for about $35,000. So imagine knowing about Bitcoin when it was only a few cents and getting a few shares of Bitcoin. You would be up a hundred racks just off of something that you didn't even spend a lot of money on. So it pays literally to know about things when it comes to finances. It's almost like it's the gift that basically keeps on giving. So you definitely want to make sure that you're studying your finances, but you want to make sure that when you're studying different financial material, you want to be mindful of who you're learning from. Like I know for me, I don't necessarily agree with like everything that Dave Ramsey says, but what I love that he puts in his teaching is he talks about tithing. And that's powerful because you have so many entrepreneurs that I'll see them posting their budget on social media and talking about how they made $8,000, but they didn't only gave $200. The math ain't mathing. That's not 10% of what's going on here, okay? So, you know, you just want to be really mindful as a Christian, faith-based entrepreneur of who you're basically choosing to learn from as far as like your finances and, you know, things like that. Tip number six, you want to make sure that you stay disciplined. Discipline is like really your BFF when it comes to your finances and building better money habits. You can set every budget. You can make your investments. You can hire the accountant. You can hire the financial planner. You can hire whoever you want to hire. And if you don't have discipline, it will still literally go up in flames. For me, I am a person that previously did not have a lot of discipline when it came to my finances. And because I didn't have a lot of discipline, it was easy to make a lot of money. And then all of a sudden you wonder, wait, what happened? Where did the money go? What's going on? It was easy for that to take place. So for me, I needed a why to give me discipline, right? And for my why, my why is the kingdom of God. I want to use the money that God has blessed me with to advance the kingdom of God. When I pray, I'm not just praying, God, can I make more? I'm praying, Lord, can I tithe more? Because if I'm tithing more, it means that I'm making more. And if I'm tithing more, it means that I'm tithing to churches and I'm tithing to places that are putting the money back into building up God's kingdom. So that's my discipline with my finances. That's my why that helps to keep me disciplined because I'm like, I want to be able to hand over this money. When I tell y'all like, I'm not just a tither. I am a cheerful t- I be running baby to go on that website and get, I be running to give my extra on top of the top. Like I love it. I love being able to do that with my finances. So you just want to make sure that if you're a person that struggles with discipline that you definitely have that why in place. And then my last tip, last but not least, tip number seven, think about what the Bible says about money because the Bible tells us that we should invest. The Bible tells us 
that we should store some away, basically. The Bible tells us that we should tithe. The Bible tells us that we should be a good steward over our, like the Bible literally tells us all of these things. So being mindful of what the Bible says about money is constantly important to somebody that wants to build better monetary habits on a day-to-day basis. So I know that that was a lot. I could probably give about 10 more, y'all, but this is all I'm going to share right now. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I pray that you don't just take this in and you don't just write it down, but you actually implement these financial tips into your day-to-day operations when it comes to your money. I pray that this episode blessed you guys. And y'all know I cannot wait to see y'all back here for another powerful episode of the Supernaturally Paid Podcast. I will talk to y'all soon. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of Supernaturally Paid. Do not forget to subscribe. We don't want y'all to miss out on any amazing content that we have to offer. And also don't forget to hit the link in the show notes so that you can get your free God Pays Me Masterclass. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.